This is probably the most important part. Who? Who do you need to get there? Who do you need to have on your team? What kind of relationships do you need to build? Who do you need to become? Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hello and welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. With me, as always, we got Matt Jones. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Todd? I'm doing fantastic, man. It's been uh, it's been a fun beginning of the year so far. Yesterday, we went toured a massive portfolio, nearly 600 units uh, that we're going to take a stab at. We'll see. I just put an LOI in on um, another property, almost 400 units, and I think we're actually I think we're going to get it. Um, we'll see. There's still a lot. A lot of, you know, you got to go through due diligence, all that kind of stuff, get the PSA signed, everything like that. But I think there's a really good chance we're going to get this property. And then I just got a uh, a senior group home under under contract uh, again. So we got another uh, deal. Coming. So I'm like, I'm super excited. I got stuff coming in, coming down the pipeline. Um, Fantastic. And, and look, man, we're still maintaining conservative numbers. So I feel pretty, pretty confident with these projects coming up. Of course, only one of them is under contract so far. So you can't, can't count your money before you get it. Right. You can't count the deals before you get them, but uh, you know, we're, we're getting there. We're, we're uh, the most important part. If you want to be in this business is to actually be making offers, actually be going through the right steps, right. The right process in order to get deals. Cause you believe it or not, you can't get deals if you don't put any effort into it. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair, right? Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, what? Anything new with you, man? Uh, not much. Uh, just uh, I'm keeping on looking for deals right now, and uh, I think uh, things are getting closer between. Like, you know, there was this big divide between sellers and, and buyers of what uh, sellers want to sell at versus what I could conservatively buy at. Uh, it seems like that's narrowing now. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. It, it, for me, it's so deal dependent. I, mm. I I looked at a deal just the other week and it was off by like 25%. And, mm. and now I got a couple deals. I'm like, wow, I'm actually, I'm actually in the ballpark. This is exciting. So it, uh, it feels like it, it feels like it's a big, uh, well, maybe it depends. So, but we still underwrite the deals and most of them we throw away, but a couple here and there you can keep and you can dig in. So. Yeah, just keep the best ones. Yep, keep the best, get rid of the rest. That's what we do. So what are we talking about today, Matt? Well, we're going to be uh, talking about our multifamily series here. And uh, where you got to start is by looking at your goals as well as understanding your story. Right, right. So yeah, we'll be hitting here over the next, I don't know, 13 to 15 to 18 to 20 weeks. I don't know how long this will take, but we're just going to talk about the entire process of buying a multifamily property. This will really relate to a lot of other asset classes, but it'll be definitely geared towards multifamily. So a lot of the steps, if you're interested in self-storage, mobile home parks, if you're interested in uh, office, industrial, uh, single family, a lot of, a lot of the steps will, will be very similar, but 
what we're going to be really focusing on is multifamily. And when I, I want to define multifamily, because a lot of people think of a duplex as multifamily. I don't consider that multifamily. I'm talking about like a 20 plus unit building. Now it could be still a 10 unit. It could still be a duplex, but what we're specifically going to be really more focused on is probably more like that, you know, even that hundred unit type building or bigger. So just, just so you know, so I think, I think that'll, that'll be uh it's going to be fun and there's, there's a lot to talk about. So I'm going to try to dig into as much detail and uh, I cut out the fat and let's, let's get into it. So, so first things first, right. We've, we've got to understand, in my opinion, you've got to understand where you want to go and you have to understand the strategies to get there. Um, and, and so I, I get so many people that I talk to that we talk about, you know, they say, I want to get in a multifamily. I want to buy some properties and I say, great. What are you looking to do? And they say, well, I'm not sure yet. Okay. Well, like, let's get sure. Right. What, how many units do you want to buy? Well, I don't know. Like what kind of impact do you want to make? Well, I don't know. Okay. We got to get there. We got to get that clarity going. We have to really dig in, lean in and understand what we're actually trying to achieve. That's going to be massive step one. Massive. Yeah. A lot of people I think get uh, stuck in that analysis paralysis uh, stage mm -hmm. where they're just thinking and planning and, and, you know, learning and, uh, but they don't actually like get the oomph to uh, take it to the next level. Yeah. So, I mean, like, look, first, first, I think the important part is you have to, well, first of all, you probably have to give a general basic knowledge, right? So you probably should start kind of reading and listening to podcasts and obviously you're listening to podcasts, but reading getting to know things, listening to audibles, you know, getting your base under you. It doesn't need to, it doesn't mean you can't write your goals and start your goal process until you know everything, but I want, you want to know at least some of the basic strategies and really you kind of got to decide what the right strategy is for you. Real estate has a ton of strategies. I mean, look, you can, you can, even even if I look, we're talking multifamily. Let's look in the multifamily world. We've got different unit sizes, right? We've got 200, 300, 500 unit buildings. We've got five unit building and everything in between. So there's so much there. And we've, you know, again, like I said, a lot of people call a duplex and a fourplex multifamily. I guess it kind of is, but I commercial multifamily is what I think of five plus units. But, you know, so, so there's so many strategies there. Are we going to buy a duplex? We're going to buy a 20 unit. Are we going to buy a 200 unit? We're going to buy a, a 500 unit or a portfolio. Then there's like, okay, so I, maybe I decided how many that I want to buy a bigger property. Why? First of all, why? Okay. And then next like what, what kind of strategy am I going to buy a C class a B class an A class? Am I going to buy a core property, a core plus? Am I going to buy, you know, value add? Am I going to buy a reposition? You know, and, and we've talked about core, core plus value add reposition. Basically it's the, the condition the building's in the core is the best repositions the worst. We got the most amount of work. Okay. Um, 
am I going to be active? Am I going to be passive? Like, if I'm going to be active, am I going to do everything? Am I going to be a part of everything? I'm going to manage the property. Or, you know, if if I'm going to be uh, passive, like how passive does that mean? <laughs> you know, what are my strengths? We so we got to really like dive in and start thinking about stuff. We've got to learn some of the nuances of it, and it doesn't mean you have to know everything, right? We can we, we can know enough to be able to start actually taking action, right? I think that's really important. I don't want people to just uh, get stalled in an analysis paralysis uh, time frame, but we, we have to have enough knowledge to actually start moving the needle. Yeah, that's a great point. You don't want to just jump in without knowing what the heck you're doing. Uh, you're going to make all of the mistakes and lose a lot of money uh, potentially in the process. Yeah. But if you have a yeah core base of understanding and knowledge, uh, then you can start uh, with the next steps. Yeah, it really helps. Really helps with your goals too, right? I mean, it really really helps you understand. So, you know, goal goal setting has a lot to do with what, like, where do you where do you actually want this to take you? Okay, everybody's got a different reason for this. So, where do you actually want this to take you? You know, Matt. Why do you want to do why do you want to do multifamily? Why do you want to have your own business? Why do you want to make the amount of money you've set out to make and have the net worth that you've set out to have? Because I want the the freedom and the financial ability to make the world a better place by helping people become the best versions of themselves uh, and uh, really supporting people with disabilities as well. So. Yeah. That's that's my ultimate why, and the the vehicle for that is multifamily because it makes a lot of sense to me. I understand the numbers, um, I, it, so that's how I get to my why. So I mean that there you go, and there there's a strong why, and it's maybe even more helpful to even dig in farther. So why does Matt really want to help people? Like why is that important to him? And so Matt can ask his, has that question, like, why is that important? And I, I um, can't remember what book it was. I think it was Dean Graziosi's book. He talks about digging seven layers deep into your why, you know? So, okay, well, Matt maybe has an answer why he wants to help people, but why is that important? And then why is that important and continue to dig deep and really get at the core of why you're doing what you're doing. Cause one of the biggest reasons, and everybody's heard the why part, right? We get, we got to know our why. Oh, and I think one of the biggest reasons though, for that is the motivation factor. Things are going to get tough. Like you get slapped around in this business. Look, probably the toughest thing right now, at least in my opinion is finding deals right now. Sometimes it's not that easy to find money. Sometimes it's not that easy to find deals. Sometimes it's not that easy to find contractors. You know, sometimes it's not that easy to, you know, X, Y, or Z. There's always seasons and you've got to be able to fight through that. You're going to have difficult times. Like people right now that are trying to get started in this business, the hardest thing is that there's just not a ton of deals out there that work. That can get depressing. That can get like, this sucks. I, I don't know what I'm doing or I'm going to go back to doing something else, but, but you don't have a strong enough why. Right. And so you, or you get a challenge, right? Something happens big, something big maybe even happens. You 
have a ton of money at risk, whatever it might be. You lose a bunch of money. Was your why strong enough to push you through to figure out, okay, how am I going to pivot? You know? Uh, so that's, that's really important. And, and quite frankly, if you're taking investors, like what I do, that's really important, right? Cause we want to, we want to make sure, are, are, are you going to pivot? Are you going to take care of your investors? If things go wrong, like, what are you going to do? So got to know why you're doing this. The things will not always be easy. And just to make money is not a strong enough why. And I think oh. it's a good thing that uh, real estate isn't easy because if it was easy, then everyone would be doing it. Well, it wouldn't be profitable, right? Yeah. yeah. Anything that's easy is is just not, it's just not profitable or at least not profitable for very long, right? You might get, you might get lucky and get into something that's really easy and then, but everybody else finds out about it pretty quickly, pretty quickly. So once you really have d- dug into that, that why we want to then dig into, okay, what, what are my ultimate goals? Like, what do I want to achieve? And, and how is that going to get me to my, my ultimate why? So we want to know what our vision is. And then we want to know why is your goal really important? Okay. And, and we want to know um, what we need to do to get there. So, so again, what's your ultimate goal? Why is that goal important? What you what do you need to get there? And and really, you got to think about the what, as as, and the who. Hey, real quick, I just want to let you know about the multifamily challenge that we got going on. It's a five day multifamily challenge on how to get an offer in uh, quickly, right? So we're going to teach you in five days, five one hour sessions. We're going to go through the steps and the process to get there. So go to mfichallenge.com, mfichallenge.com. You can sign up. It's free. If you want the VIP, there's a bunch of things that we'll give away too. You got to, you, gotta, you do have to pay for that, but Hey, it's going to be well worth it. Again, you can get in for free. We're going to teach you how to get that offer across the table, get the LOI in uh, all the steps. So Ellis Hammond and I, Ellis was episode 316. Check, check out his episode. And we're going to be doing this next week. So sign up now at mfichallenge.com, mfichallenge.com and get in there. We're, uh, we're doing it next week and it's going to be awesome. So hope to see you there. So we're looking at what kind of education do you need? What kind of money do you need? What kind of time you need? And then the last part is the who. And this is, this is probably the most important part. Who? Who do you need to get there? Who do you need to have on your team? What kind of relationships do you need to build? Who do you need to become? Right? Who do you need to be around? That's, that's really important. So I think that's valuable to break your goals down more than just what's my goal what, and why. We got to really then start to dig in. Where am I currently at? What's my education? What, what kind of education do I need? What's my relationships? What kind of relationships do I need? And so on. Exactly. You start with the end in mind, and then you break it down into achievable action steps. Right. And then, you know, we have already talked about it. If you're educated and you probably need to continue to get more educated, but we can then talk about what are the options? What are your options to actually get there? So if you come in to me and say, I want to have 2000 units under my company, what's that going to look like? Is that mean you're having 2000 units and you're going to own them hundred percent free and clear 
You're going to own them with uh, with a loan, 75% loan to value. Or are you going to own them with partners, with, with investors? Or are you going to own them passively? You're just going to be a passive investor and you can invest 200 grand into every deal or 50 grand into every deal or whatever it might be. You know, how are you going to get there? Right? Are you going to be finding the deals? Are you going to be funding the deals? What are, you, what are you going to be doing? So options to get there, really important. And then yeah, your I'm timeline, right? Well, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, uh, yeah, number of units. I think not many people talk about how that's really an arbitrary thing. Like it if, is. If uh, someone says like, oh, I own uh, 2,000 units. Uh, well, do you own all of those yourself or do you own like 0.01% of those 2,000 units? Uh, yeah, that's, yeah. That's not many units. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, you know, I've talked about that before. People will get up and, and say, you know, hey, yeah, we've got uh, 2,000 units, uh, assets under management. And well, what's that mean? You know, do you own 10% of the general partnership? Do you own 50% of the general partnership? Do you own 1% of the general partnership? It looks a lot different, right? Uh, on some of my properties, I own 100% of the general partnership. Well, even though that's only, you know, maybe let's call it 200 units, I own 100% of the general partnership. When somebody else will say, well, I've got 2,000 units and they own 10% of the general partnership. Well, is there a difference there, right? <laughs> We've both probably got the same, about the same amount of units currently under, under management. Technically, right? If you break it down, but that number, that number for that person sounds way bigger. So what does it look like? You know, what's your option to get there again? Like, and there's no right or wrong answer, right? If you've got 2000 units, and you own 10% of the general partnership. That's an accomplishment, but you have to understand what that actually looks like. It's a big difference than only a hundred percent of the general partnership. So a huge difference versus owning 100% of the property, right? If it's just you and you own that entire property with maybe a bank loan at 70% loan to value, well, that looks totally different than somebody that owns 2,000 units but owns 10% of a general partnership that's got an 80-20 split. So uh, timeline, I think, is really important too. Make sure that your timeline's not too tight to where it's impossible to achieve your goals, but make sure it's not too far apart to where you're really limiting yourself and you're really not pushing yourself hard enough, right? So I think that's really important. And a lot of people I see go both ways. See people say, I'm going to buy X amount of units this year and I'm going to do it by doing this, this, and this. And it's like, okay, that's great. Are you sure you can do it? Because you, you haven't done anything yet. And I don't want to discourage people, but sometimes we have to have reality too. And I see other people who say, I, I just want to buy a duplex this year. And I go, okay, that's great. But can we do more? Right? And so we want to look at what, what do we actually have time for? Right? That comes with that time allotment. What do we actually have knowledge about right now? Who are our relationships? All that kind of stuff. What are our options to get there? And can we can we complete this in, in a specific timeline? 
Yeah, a couple of books I found really useful in you know discovering my why and really ironing that out is uh, both by Simon Sinek, and that's uh, Start With Why and Find Your Why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, both. Uh, I, I meant uh, which one? I, I think I read Start With the Why. Start With Your Why? Is that whatever it's called? But, yep, Start yeah. With Why. Start With Why. Yeah, good, good book, definitely. Um, you know, really, really digging in. I think it's so, so important, and so many people kind of gloss over that uh, and don't because yeah, it's kind of like the fluffy stuff, right? It's it's the mindset thing, but I it's 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 so valuable. I used to like Matt, man. You you would have asked me like twenty years ago about half the stuff I talk about. I've been like, whatever, you know. I don't. I, I don't believe in the the hocus pocus of mindset and that type of stuff. But now as I've done this business, I realize, man, it plays a critical, crucial role in people's success. And especially as I'm mentoring people, you know, they're joining my program and, and, and I'm teaching them and just listening to their mindset and listening to the things they say and, and, and the podcast too, like, talking with other people, there's just a massive difference in mindset and then the success that you find that some of these people have with that mindset. So uh, you can't discount the power of, of, you know, your why, your mindset and how you can achieve this stuff. Exactly. I akin it to if you're you're not if you don't have your why in the forefront of your mind, then I, I think of it as sort of wandering around in the dark. You know, maybe you'll get to a better destination, but uh, uh, just by luck. All good stuff. One one of the things that Matt, once you get all this stuff down, right? So we, we've talked about kind of like four, maybe five, maybe more, but we've we've talked about several main things, right? What's your ultimate goal, and then the steps, you know. Why is your goal important? Where are you currently at? And when we talk about that, we're talking about your education, your relationships financially, and and the time that you have available and the time that you can have available. What are your options to get there? Number three. And then what's your timeline? Number four. And I think the, the fifth one, this might be the most important one other than your why, and the ultimate goal is what are the key action steps you need to take in order to execute this? And that's really important. So what are the key action steps that you actually need to take? And I don't want 75 action steps, right? We want, you know, five, maybe even less than that. What are the key action steps? What do we actually need to be doing? And then, you know, once, once you have that, you've got a roadmap, you know where to go. I, I think what's really important too is understand, understanding really your story, your limitations, your mindset, and then figuring out ways to work on that mindset, work on the limiting beliefs that you have. What do you, what do you feel like you, why can't you do it right now? Why, why today? Can you not buy a 200 unit apartment building? If that's your goal, why can't you? Why can't you buy a 200 unit apartment building today? What's your limiting belief? Right? 
and you need to start working on, on that stuff, right? Well, you need to start understanding what your limiting beliefs are and that helps you execute. That helps you take those steps. Yeah. And we've talked about before, you know, my, my own limiting beliefs have been the thing that has held me back more than anything else. Right. Right. Yeah. Mine too. Mine too. I mean, when I look at the, my journey and I, and I look at where I began, um, you know, fairly slowly again, mint lit, very limiting belief that I couldn't do anything other than like a single family and duplex to li- very much limiting belief that I couldn't buy a hundred unit that I needed to somehow graduate. Um, you know, very limiting belief that I couldn't get financing for these properties. And until I stumbled upon a, a single bank that gave me financing, I didn't understand it. And, and once that, op- that door opened up, I was able to then call a hundred more banks and get financing lined up for a bunch of properties. And so there's just very, very many steps along the way where it was like these paradigm shifts. And that's going to happen and, and allow that to happen naturally and be open for it too. You know, you've got to have that open mindset. You've got to be able to accept some of these challenges and figure out how to get beyond them. Uh, and, and always be growing, always be looking for, okay, how do I expand this thing? How do I grow this thing? What do, how do I push the boundary just a little bit farther? Excellent. Your vision board's going to always change. I don't know, my, mine has changed drastically since the day that I started. Uh, it's going to continue to change. I know it, but that's the exciting part. Exactly. You're always uh, moving the needle a little bit farther, yep. uh, you know. Yep. And just, just, so just because you have, just because you say you're going to passively invest in properties doesn't mean you can't start actively investing in properties. Just because you actively invest in properties doesn't mean you can't start passively investing. Just, just because you're doing multifamily doesn't mean you can't all of a sudden do mobile home parks. You know, people, you can shift, you can grow. Seasons change. So cool. Uh, Matt, so next week we'll dive into, you know, what, how do we actually begin this journey? How do we actually begin with buying multifamily properties? Again, we're going to be talking about larger multifamily properties. So if you want to know how you start buying a hundred unit apartment complex, Matt and I, we're going to tell you how starting next week. Sounds good. I look forward to it. All right, man. You take care and make every day Saturday. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you being a loyal listener. Say, I would love to have you go on to our Facebook page and subscribe, uh, give us a thumbs up, go on to iTunes or wherever you listen and give us a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe. It's a rating and review just helps us push this out to more and more people and continue to grow our audience and hopefully positively affect a ton of people out there that really need this and, and want this. So uh, the other thing I've got for you is a free ebook on my website. So go on to VentureDProperties.com, VentureDProperties.com and download our free ebook uh, on real estate and on syndication. And I've got some data points in there, some really good stuff for you. So I'd love to have you take a look at that. It's free. I'm not expecting anything from it. 
and, and also look, if you want some help in multifamily, want some help learning, growing, getting your business off the ground, I would love to talk to you about what it would look like uh, to work with me potentially and see if that's a good fit. So you can go up to coachwithdex.com and check that out and uh, we can definitely have a, uh, a call. Thanks a lot for listening. You make it a fantastic rest of the day. I'll catch you on the next episode.